uh, first of all uh, you can download the standard without being a member also uh, you can download the ocf uh, standard freely it's, uh, in public that's public specification and uh, the open source iotvt iotvt lite it's open source you can download it and you can download it and use it so whether it is a specification or whether it is a open source so it's a complete package Hello, welcome to the episode 25 of the Belk IoT podcast. IoT everything with me, Sai Prakash Belkeri. In this episode 25, we are going to talk about a lot of things specifically around the standards and uh, the best practices that we have to follow while we implement any kind of IoT project or any IoT product or things. What is the necessity of following this uh, standards? What is the required uh, things that you need to keep in mind when you follow the standards and all the other things we will be specifically talking about ocf which is a which is a regulatory body or uh, a chapter which takes care of all these uh, standards and which drafts all these standards for iot today with us uh, we have bhargava who is uh, the convener for ocf india chapter and uh, he has been working with ocf and also he is a senior uh, engineer and architect at uh, samsung r&d so uh, welcome bhargava thanks for your time today how are you doing hello sai uh, thank you for uh, inviting me to discussion so first of all i would like to appreciate your uh, uh, the enthusiasm about this iot because i have been seeing a lot of your uh, the podcasts uh, in linkedin i mean uh, your interest and uh, your curiosity to know about iot and uh, to let people know about iot i mean the way you are facilitating i really appreciate you and uh, Thanks, coming to yep and coming to this uh, about myself uh, my name is bhargava and uh, i am working as an architect uh, uh, with samsung r&d past uh, 16 mm-hmm. years so oh. i have been into uh, various communication protocols like uh, uh, 3g video telephony and mm-hmm. uh, later i worked on uh, this packet based uh, video telephony like sip and ims based video telephony later uh, i was part of uh, uh, the convergence r&d team in uh, hq so wherein uh, mm-hmm. i was developing uh, a bluetooth low energy uh, modules and later uh, and uh, i moved to this iot i have been with uh, this iot technologies past 5 years Oh, okay. and past uh, wherein we were working on various technologies like uh, the ocf and uh, the various connectivity technologies and past mm-hmm. two years uh, i have been the convener for this ocf india chapter mm-hmm. so and uh, i graduated from uh, uh, dit mistra uh, in ranchi oh and uh, yeah i have i love i filed around uh, um, i filed seven patents uh, in this uh, oh my god area So, that's you yeah briefly that's about me wow yeah. that's that's pretty awesome background about yourself i didn't know that you had seven patents on your name that's that's great uh while while we you know while uh, we were offline discussing about a lot of things that we know uh, about iot one of this thing that really intrigued me is that you know iot as a you know technology or ecosystem uh, is you know coming up with such a pace that we can't even 
imagine everyone is coming up with their own standards own protocols even for the uh, basic thing like iot definition isn't standard across uh, the globe right so in that case it is very much important that you know there is some regulatory body or there is some organization which to takes care of these things and that's where i very well feel ocf is placed but uh, before we get into much depth of that can you really explain me what exactly is of ocf uh, how did it start and what exactly is ocf basically well yeah uh, as you rightly said uh, we need a uh, regulatory body just in order to achieve the interoperability interoperability is a main thing uh, so be it iotvt or be it any technology because uh, this closed ecosystem always have limitation for example if you take uh, the bluetooth specification hmm. so when all the devices uh, of from various manufacturers speak the same language so hmm. then only it helps to expand the ecosystem then only for example if i buy a mobile phone from some one company and hmm. i wanted to buy bluetooth speakers of another company right hmm. so when they speak the same language when they talk hmm. to each other in a interoperable fashion Hmm. so then only it's good for the consumer it's good for the ecosystem so hmm. having said that in the iot as well so the same thing uh, applies in iot as well so that is a basic motivation of uh, ocf uh, ocf stands for uh, uh, open connectivity foundation so there were a group of people like uh, industrial leaders like uh, samsung and intel and broadcom so they they came together and hmm. started a consortium called uh, open interconnect so that was in 2014 okay, okay. Uh-huh. so later uh, it kept on evolving uh, mm-hmm. like ocf acquired uh, upnp so which is uh, universal plug and play that consortium okay. and mm-hmm. uh, later in 2016 uh, so it was unified with alljoin so alljoin was a consortium led by qualcomm so uh-huh. the specifically it was trying to address uh, the smart home use cases how Uh, devices can communicate uh, among them within a smart home so that was the scope of uh, all join wherein mm-hmm. the scope uh, matches with what uh, ocf was trying to do so then mm-hmm. there was a absolute need and uh, to join hands together so uh, oic was uh, the merged with all join then it became open uh, connectivity foundation so mm-hmm. uh, in 2016 so okay from there uh, uh, open connectivity foundation so uh, they released a specification 1.0 and uh, which was uh, uh, certified as a international standard by uh, iso iec because international standards organization so that was okay. a big breakthrough mm-hmm. okay then uh, the recently we submitted uh, ocf 2.2 specification to uh, jtc1 so so that is a part of iso and uh, though we are awaiting uh, uh, any uh, modifications any suggestions from uh, the iso so that uh, we can make those modifications so to suit all the industry needs across the world mm-hmm. so that's currently happening uh, uh, when it comes to like international standard and uh, last year uh, the ocf uh, uh, released a universal cloud interface because uh, uh, some uh, we have uh, some uh, like a closed ecosystem sometimes but for example i have my own cloud it's a private mm-hmm. cloud mm-hmm. and there are multiple private clouds so as of now uh, these private clouds cannot talk to each other because there is no interoperable way uh, mm-hmm. they communicate with each other okay mm-hmm. 
so that was the need and uh, the ocf solved that problem by releasing ocf uci that is university cloud interface uh, that was last year mm-hmm. and uh, the ocf is promoting that uh, so that uh, any cloud can talk to each other in an interoperable fashion okay okay and currently the ocf is focusing on now as a standard as a standard for smartphones and building ocf is mature mm-hmm. because it scaled all the journey uh, starting from uh, the standardization and uh, defining uh, 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 the tools uh, the testing tools and uh, releasing the open source uh, for constraint devices as well as uh, uh, the fully functional devices and mm-hmm. uh, and certifying the products uh, defining the certification format so uh, the how the certificate should be and who is going to certify and uh, which products to certify so it it uh, ocf scaled a long journey it's a long journey starting from mm-hmm. 2014 okay mm-hmm. now since the standard is matured uh, for smartphones and buildings especially now the ocf is fo- focusing on uh, um, interoperability with other standards because there are certain standards which are uh, uh, strong in their own space for example one mtm uh, which is uh, a okay. uh, uh, very strong standard in uh, mtm mtm mm-hmm. communication and there is uh, lwmtm so which is also uh, a prominent standard uh, for mtm use cases okay. and mqtt which is based on uh, pubsub pub uh, like published yep. and uh, subscript end of uh, the communication Yeah. methodology so now ocf is trying to define bridges or uh, uh, defining uh, the plugins so that ocf can be interoperable with all other protocols as well so that is uh, the current focus area so the broadly that's all about ocf mm-hmm. and uh, yeah uh, as i told uh, it scaled long journey starting from 2014 till uh, 2021 Okay, and uh, yeah, that's about briefly about uh, the OCF. Wow, that's that's a huge journey. So you basically started uh, when I say you, it's uh, the OCF and the other organizations which came together to form OCF. Uh, they basically started as uh, you know individual uh, organizations, and then they thought basically we are working, we are similar, working on similar things, and then we can you know uh, shake hands with each other, and then. work upon much bigger things is what they found uh, and they formed ocf now also the interesting part is that not only you are you know bringing up uh, the uh, uh, regulatory uh, things uh, the specifications but you are also coming up with connectors so that these ocf uh, you know, protocols can also uh, you know have a handshake with other protocols and uh, because that is the major pain point you know i feel as a developer uh, i see every day that we use some protocol and then after some time it becomes rigid so that it cannot speak to some other system or say if there is some sap system or some other system uh, it for it has its own protocols and it cannot work together that's where i guess uh, you are doing a great job you are also coming up with your own connectors that can help uh, bridge that gap that's really very well put but you know l- l- before going much deeper into that uh, thing let's come down a little bit and then let's understand what exactly is the need for these standards i mean if you can explain with a example if say there were no standards like this how would the world of technology look like and if 
after bringing in the standards how would it look like okay so basically uh, this internet of things is a is a concept so wherein uh, the, every device can talk to every device basically mm-hmm. so to connect everything to internet basically so that term was coined in uh, uh, 1999 so which was before uh, 2k mm-hmm. okay. so now till uh, the recent past maybe past one decade so it was in a concept form mm-hmm. so uh people know like every de- every device can talk to every device but how was what not defined okay mm-hmm. so there uh, there were few efforts from uh, uh the various places uh, sometimes uh, maybe ieee had some initiatives uh, like to define how the iot should be mm-hmm. and iot asia there was another consortium like they were trying to define the primitives of iot and uh, so similarly there was uh, uh, like all join Alljain was another protocol where the Alljain consortium was trying to define the use cases and uh, the how to address those use cases within a smart home, smart building. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were basically D2D connectivity protocols. Uh, if you remember, earlier we used to had uh, Bluetooth printers or maybe yeah. uh, BLD-based lights or. Mm-hmm. uh maybe some fitness devices connecting to your phone uh using mm. uh, various uh, uh, the proximity connectivity protocols so basically mm. these things were there uh in bits and pieces okay correct so the the need of ocf uh, because uh, when the ocf evolved the the first thing is uh, there were few primitives uh, there is a certain foundation on which the ocf is based the first thing is the protocol which we are going to define should be agnostic to underlying connectivity or be it proximity based connectivity or be it uh, low power wide area network or be it uh, 4g or 5g or wifi connectivity so it should be independent of that connectivity so that was the first point mm-hmm. and the second point is we have a lot of devices like uh, some are very constrained devices like sensor devices maybe a humidity sensor or uh, it could be a light it could be uh a door lock or it could be a tv uh which is relatively uh a resourceful device com- compared to uh, the constraint devices okay and there are multiple modes of communication like uh, if i wanted to uh, talk to uh, for example my refrigerator so if i wanted to control my refrigerator so how can i connect to my refrigerator so it could be device to device like my phone can directly talk to refrigerator mm-hmm. or i can connect my refrigerator as well as my phone to a common cloud and the mm-hmm. communication can happen over cloud so that we call as uh, uh, device to cloud communication okay. and it could be cloud to cloud communication because my phone is connected to uh, cloud 1 and my refrigerator is connected to cloud 2 okay so these two devices will talk to each other uh, through clouds so that is that we call as a cloud to cloud interface Hmm. Okay. Hmm. So, are we addressing all these kinds of uh, the deployment models? That is one thing. Hmm. And security. Security is uh, uh, the one of the uh, security is one of the essentials of any communication, right? Be hmm. it uh, uh, local uh, device-to-device communication or device-to-cloud communication, because uh, security uh, the consumer, if you say. uh like iot device user mm-hmm. so uh 
the user expects uh, expects security i mean uh, when he starts communicating he assumes he is pretty sure like uh, his communication is secured okay. yeah so correct. it's a kind of basic expectation because uh, the user will not certainly demand for the security hmm. he assumes he expect the security is the underlying layer of any communication so that's where hmm. the, uh, the security is very important hmm. and it should be scalable uh when we define a specification so it should support uh, the various use cases it should address all the uh, various use cases uh, real world use cases hmm. and it should support all the verticals because if you see iot we have a lot of verticals right hmm. so smart home smart building health industry agriculture research there are a lot of verticals and automotives correct so the our our specification should be scalable to support all the use cases so these are the prerequisites these are the requirements or prerequisites which ocf has analyzed so how our specification should be okay so with that inputs with that requirements then ocf started defining the specification with uh, certain building blocks mm-hmm. first thing is uh, uh, i have all the devices i have various types of devices so how can uh, i identify the device how can i address the device mm-hmm. so uh, for identification we have uh, uh, two types of identification uh, when it comes to ocf one is device id device identification so how can i uniquely identify a device when i identify the device how can i uniquely identify a resource so resource is a real world representation of a uh, uh, it's a real world representation basically if i wanted to solve some problem if i wanted to do some uh, operation so how can i represent that okay that's mm-hmm. uh, what we call as resource in uh, ocf so mm-hmm. that should also have a unique identifier right if i have to uh, identify something it should be unique mm-hmm. and the address the network address the ip address mm-hmm. using which i can reach that endpoint to the device so this is basically identification and addressing so that is one building block Mm. and other building block is uh, how how can i discover the device how uh, the controller device will discover the the certain things things devices so that is mm. about the discovery mm. ocf has uh, 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 three three types of uh, uh, discovery uh, primitives the one is endpoint uh, discovery so endpoint okay. is a entry point for that device suppose if i wanted to control some device uh, remotely mm. or day to day Mm. so i have to reach to the device right so that that is called as endpoint mm. so the endpoint is typically represented as uh, uh, using the messaging protocol uh, coap is a messaging protocol being used in ocf because okay. of uh, uh, its uh, lightweight nature and uh, uh, because of uh, its restful uh, restful methods architecture so yes yeah. architecture yeah so for that the coap is selected uh, primitively selected as a communication protocol for uh, ocf mm-hmm. so uh, the identification the endpoint identification could be something like uh, coap uh, slash ip address and port mm-hmm. and uh, device discovery so uh, we have to uh, discover a device what is the device name and what is the device id okay so for that also we have primitives in ocf so that uh, the one device can discover the other device mm mm-hmm. and what is the capability of the device i mean uh, what are the real world problems the device is solving so that we call as resource 
Suppose I device, uh, I discover a device, for example. So then I should know whether it is a light or whether it is a refrigerator or whether it is a TV, right? Hmm. So those things, those real world, uh, the use cases are represented as a resources. So if I discover a TV, I get certain resources. If I hmm. discover a light, I get certain resources. So this is about discovery. Okay. Hmm. And the next thing is, uh, so what are the operations? Uh, uh, basically, OCP is based on client server architecture. The way uh, we have in HTTP, like uh, there is a server uh, hosted uh, somewhere and uh, I get services from my client. My laptop is a client. My browser hmm. is a client basically. Hmm. Similarly, the device which hosts the resources, for example, uh, my TV or hmm. refrigerator. So that is called hmm. OCF server because, because that hosted the resources. Correct. Correct. And the controlling device, uh, for example, my smartphone, I'm controlling my refrigerator uh, from my smartphone. Hmm. Okay. So this is called client. So basically, uh, OCF is based on client server architecture. Okay. Now, when I say uh, there is a client server, uh, there are clients and server devices within this uh, OCF space, hmm. how these devices talk to each other? Hmm. Now, CRUDIN comes into picture, C-R-U-D-N. So CRUDIN okay. stands for uh, uh, create, read, update, delete, notify. Mm -hmm. so basically, these two, these two devices can talk to each other using uh, these uh, CRUDIN operations. For example, mm -hmm. if I wanted to, if the, the controller wants to create some resource in the device, so C is being used hmm. and uh, my controller wants to read some value so for example uh, what is the state of the light is it on or is it off mm -hmm. if it is on then hmm. what is the brightness of the light so hmm. these are uh, the reading the values of uh, basically reading the device state and okay. if i want if my phone wants to control that uh, turn hmm. on the light or turn off the light hmm. so Phone has to update some resource. Hmm. So hmm. that is uh, U of Cretin. And uh, my controller sometimes feel uh, uh, I don't need these operations. Uh, no longer required in this device. Okay. Then the phone should be able to delete that resource. Hmm. That is uh, the D of Cretin. Hmm. And my phone wants to get notification. For example, uh, there is a smoke detector. Hmm. Or there is a fire alarm. Hmm. So, uh, if my phone wants to get notified when there is a smoke inside home, hmm. so then this notification primitive is being used. So basically, the CRUDIN operations are possible, made it made possible by OCF between two devices. So that is okay. uh, another major building block. And the most important building block for any communication uh, for OCF as well is uh, the security. Correct. The OCF uh, uh, ensures the end-to-end -end security over wire rather than uh, defining uh, on-device security, how the things are stored, uh, uh, is there a secure boot and all. That is, uh, as of now, that's a little bit of out of scope of OCF. Mm -hmm. So what OCF ensures is the end-to-end -end security because, uh, because in the internet, suppose these two devices are connected. So I have mm. a TV and I have a smartphone, mm. for instance. 
and my smartphone is connected to uh, mobile data that is uh, maybe 4g network for instance mm. Mm. and my tv is connected to wifi mm. okay so now these two are different uh, the ways of talking to the infrastructure because uh, if i if i say uh, my phone is connected to lte uh, 4g the 4g mm. has uh, uh, the security at l2 itself because uh, all the data is secured uh conversely in case of wifi okay so beyond mm. wifi access point the data is not encrypted okay mm. so mm. there are different types of networks different types of uh, uh, the communication models communication methodologies through which uh, uh, my phone and tv communicates right device one and device two right. so ocf ensures uh, despite whether it is a wifi connectivity or uh, uh, the cellular connectivity or uh, any connectivity so i have to ocf has to ensure the security end to end right so that's where mm. ocf have lot of things uh, i mean for example uh, my client device is connected to certain cloud for instance for example right? cloud one mm. and i my client device wants to onboard uh, the newly bought uh, washing machine mm. to the to the ecosystem to which the phone is connected now the phone has to onboard the newly uh, bought washing machine to the cloud okay mm -hmm. so for that uh, that is called ownership transfer uh, how i can do that is uh, uh, i can do that using ownership transfer so mm -hmm. my phone is already has a credentials to connect to my cloud mm -hmm. and i want to connect washing machine to my cloud so i will mm -hmm. do the ownership transfer so that washing machine also will connect to the cloud to which my phone is connected so for that uh, there are uh, different ways uh, for example uh, if i am doing this ownership transfer uh, in relatively uh, the secure environment for example i don't have uh, any hacker around i don't have any eavesdropper around so in that mm. case i can choose just works that's one of the methodology mm -hmm. and yeah. if i am in relatively uh, the risky environment for example uh, Uh, i'm in an apartment complex where uh, uh, i can see a lot of people around right so mm -hmm. somebody can be a hacker somebody can be mm -hmm. a eavesdropper so mm -hmm. in that kind of environment uh, i have a, a pin authentication for example pin i have to enter a security pin or i can use uh, the certificate authentication because my device will issue the certificate then the security mm -hmm. will be uh, the certification is verified in the back end okay so this kind of uh, uh, the mechanisms are supported provided by the specified by the ocf for ownership transfer okay okay and i have a server device uh, for example my washing machine mm -hmm. and uh, who can access that washing machine so for mm. that there is access control list which is uh, defined within that washing machine okay. when my controller when my phone onboards the device to my own cloud then mm. the acl entry will be added in the server so that mm. server is giving a permission to my phone like you can control me okay 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 so for that we have uh, the ocf supports uh, the access control list as well mm -hmm. and uh, the end to end uh, uh, the communication is uh, ciphered using uh, the tls transport level security so it could be like uh, advanced encryption standard again uh, based on the handshaking mechanism uh, we have client and server 
the client and server does a tailless handshaking because uh, now i uh, the client supports certain cipher suits and server supports mm. certain cipher suits so the negotiation happens so what is the security algorithm so which mm. we have to stick to Mm-hmm. So those kind of end-to-end security is also provided by uh, the OCF. So basically, these are the building blocks for OCF uh, to solve all the use cases uh, in the real-world use cases uh, for various verticals, uh, IoT verticals, uh, using RESTful communication in a secured fashion. So that's brief, briefly about uh, the OCF. Wow, that's blocks. that that was pretty uh, deep. Uh, I mean, uh, it. It seems like it basically has a, a robust structure where you know it can basically uh, encompass any you know future device also within it. Like say for example, just to put it simply, uh, it is basically defining what a light can do. Like say for example, there are uh, there is a light there is which is a thing and uh, it's it can say hey uh, you know I can uh, I can do. Uh, this is this is this was explanation from Stacy Higginbotham who was on my podcast earlier when I asked her about uh, uh, project chip how does it work uh, so she she explained it this way saying that you know there is a light bulb that's a thing and uh, it has its own standard say saying that you no know, uh, like you call it as a resource in OCF uh, I can turn on I can turn off I can uh, blink I can change my color these are my properties or these are these are the things that I can do so basically. Uh, you know, you are also st- setting these standards that each uh, device can do, right? Right. Yeah. So uh, now going on to th- this was all much technical thing, but uh, so speaking about OCF, uh, what are all the companies that are part of this OCF? And uh, first part, what are all the companies? You might have uh, slightly touched upon it, but if you can explain what are all the companies that are part of OCF and who are uh, day in and out using these protocols, these uh, guidelines from OCF to uh, implement the, their, uh, uh, you know, uh, products or whatever uh, services they are offering. So what are the companies are part of this OCF? Uh, yeah, uh, maybe before uh, uh, the covering the companies, because uh, since uh, uh, what we are trying to do in India, because as a part of OCF India chapter, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to take a couple of minutes. So to speak about what is OCF India and what is the need of sure, OCF sure. India. Sure. So basically, uh, OCF is a uh, standard development organization. It's an SDO, okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, which has global presence across the countries, and there are various companies, uh, various organizations around. Uh, Four hundred plus companies are there in OCF. There are member companies, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, more than 20 uh, plus universities uh, they're working for uh, this OCF standard so it's pretty huge but com- considering uh, there are certain uh, the countries or uh, the markets for example uh, uh, we have three regional forums in OCF okay. uh, one is for uh, China and uh, other is for Korea and uh, other is for India so basically uh-huh. The goal of this regional consortiums, regional forums, is uh, because uh, if uh, if you see local ecosystem, each country is different, right? Uh, the requirements and uh, the government bodies and mm. the need of the consumers, uh, yeah. they are different actually for each country, for every country. Mm. So for that matter, in India, there is a need 
to have a OCF India chapter because it's a, uh, considering this electronics, uh, uh, India is very uh, uh, pretty big market for electronics because we have a lot of electronics, consumers of electronics. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and other thing is India has a lot of startup companies. Correct. Okay. A product manufacturing company, startup company. And India has a lot of universities who are mm-hmm. doing research. Okay. Correct. So, India is... Uh, uh, it's a kind of uh, uh, the unique, uh, the way uh, we have uh, the base, the way we have the universities, the way we have the consumers. So mm-hmm. uh, there was a need uh, to have different specific OCF India chapter. So mm-hmm. that's where the OCF India uh, chapter, uh, it was the origin for OCF India chapter. Mm-hmm. So in 2019, so it was formed, uh, OCF India chapter was formed. And uh, under the leadership of uh, Dr. Alok Nadde, uh, he mm-hmm. is a CTO of uh, Samsung uh, India, Samsung Research India. Okay. And uh, he is the chair of uh, uh, the OCF India chapter. Ah, I see. And uh, the another uh, important person is uh, Mr. Suzan Shumitan, uh, who is uh, uh, director of uh, uh, IOT Center of Excellence in NASCOM. NASCOM, yes, I am. Yes, NASCOM. So, uh, so Dr. Alok Nadde is the chair of OCF India and Dr. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Sudan Shumitali is uh, uh, the president of OCF India. Oh, I see. So, the OCF India works uh, NASCOM as a base because NASCOM is a kind of uh, uh, the independent body, right? So, Correct. neutral body. Okay, because uh, this is a, a national association of uh, the software services and companies. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with that, uh, the OCF India was formed in 2019. Mm-hmm. So later, uh, there were around 40 plus member companies from India who joined uh, uh, the OCF efforts. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, uh, from the day uh, the OCF India was uh, started, okay, so so OCF India participated in many events. Uh, it built uh, awareness in India. Like uh, mm-hmm. there are various forums like. Uh, uh, IOT India Expo and IOT Show and correct, IOT correct, yeah. India Congress and Smart mm-hmm. Comedian Expo and there are a lot of open source events. Okay, so OCF India have been uh, uh, the promoting and helping the uh, the SMEs to build the products and uh, uh, it's trying to uh, build the awareness in India. So what OCF can do? What is the power of OCF? Mm-hmm. How can uh, the, you build products using OCF? So mm-hmm. basically, these are the charters uh, of OCF India. Okay. Okay. And recently, uh, there is another breakthrough recently. So, as I mentioned, there are various standards. Like uh, I mentioned, one MPM, and uh, uh, I mentioned uh, the various standards. So uh, recently, the OCF Outlook is one MTM could be a potential standard to deploy smart cities in India. That was why is that so? Because uh, recently, there is, uh, uh, you know, telecom uh, telecom engineering center, so which is under government of India, okay, mm-hmm. uh, the communication, IT communication. So, they ratified uh, the 1MTM as a national standard. Okay. So, uh, so for that reason, uh, we see like uh, it has a strong potential. Uh, 1MTM has a strong potential uh, to deploy smart cities. 
no why uh, i mean Very... what, technically what are the uh, things that uh, make one and two m stand out like that okay so uh, as i mentioned uh, there are various verticals uh, in iot for example smart home and smart building so oc mm-hmm. is the strongest protocol in that area because mm-hmm. uh, the primitives the resources the communication models deployment models and the security requirements so all these things when you see uh, smart home and building so ocf mm-hmm. is well positioned for that mm-hmm. when you see the mission to mission communication for example if you see smart city so most likely it is mission to mission communication for example like mm-hmm. uh, the garbage collection or uh, like street lighting so these kind of uh, practically it's very uh, difficult for a person to do these things mm-hmm. right so uh, typically in a smart city for example if i have a million uh, the big bellies that uh, the garbage bins mm-hmm. so practically it's very difficult for a person to monitor uh, all the garbage bins which is full where i have to right. send uh, uh, this uh, the garbage bin collector collecting trucks and all those things so basically in smart city it's more of mission to mission communication mm-hmm. okay and uh, yeah so the one mtm has a certain kind of primitives i mean which uh, basically one mtm started for mission to mission communication that is a uh, Uh, the primary goal uh, mm. to do this wherein uh, the for ocf the primary goal was uh, smart home and building now the ocf expanding trying to solve other problems like uh, like automotives health and all those things mm-hmm. okay so just to summarize uh, the ocf is uh, the well position for smart home and smart buildings mm-hmm. and one uh, mtm is a well position for smart cities mm. and smart homes uh, without smart homes smart smart cities cannot be 100% smart right correct yes it's not only about uh, the street lights or garbage collections or uh, uh, the power grids it's not only about that it's about the houses as well just smart mm-hmm. okay. mm. so it is necessary to realize 100% smartness around us so it is necessary to connect uh the smart homes with smart cities seamlessly wherein mm-hmm. smart homes can leverage the potential of smart cities and smart cities can leverage the potential of smart homes so that's mm-hmm. a, that's where uh, uh uh the ocf uh, initiated uh, discussions with psdsl which is uh, uh which is a telecom sdo in india psdsl mm-hmm. okay so for collaboration uh, uh, to define uh, to develop a bridge uh or to develop the use cases to demonstrate the use cases between smart home and smart cities okay uh, so like that uh, ocf and uh, the tsdsi signed uh, the memorandum of uh, understanding and mm-hmm. it was announced uh, sometime in uh, january of this year mm-hmm. so from there uh, we have been having uh, the multiple meetings how can we take it forward how can we take this effort forward how can we demonstrate this seamless communication between smart homes and smart cities to the biz or to the uh, to the basically to the ecosystem so what are the potential opportunities uh, we have to grow so those efforts are going on uh, uh, probably this is too early to uh, talk about uh, what exactly even exactly we are going to do but those efforts are going on uh, uh, with the collaboration between uh, 
TSDSA and TSDSA members and OCF. Mm. So that's about uh, the OCF India. Now coming to the question you asked, so who are involved mm. in this OCF? Correct. As I told, uh, there are around uh, 400 plus member companies uh, who are part mm-hmm. of this OCF on uh, on various uh, the capacities because OCF has uh, uh, different uh, the membership levels, diamond membership level, the platinum, gold, and the adapter members. We have a uh, different membership levels. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, if somebody is a uh, adapter, just wanted to use the standard and build the products, so he can mm-hmm. be an adapter of uh, the OCF. Mm-hmm. And somebody wanted to participate in standard development, and uh, mm-hmm. they wanted to contribute uh, the standard development, then uh, they have to be a gold member. Okay. And somebody wants to have a right to vote. For example, uh, uh, there is a there is some proposal uh, in the standard like we, which are, we have to take this forward okay mm-hmm. so can you vote so if mm-hmm. you want the voting rights to approve the standard uh, to become reality then uh, uh, the company has to be a platinum member and okay. if you wanted to influence the organization for example being in chair positions because we have a lot of work groups smart home work group okay security work group and uh, there are various work groups so mm-hmm. if you wanted to chair those work groups and mm-hmm. influence the organization the way it is heading, then that company has to be uh, a diamond member. So we have a lot of uh, uh, levels. Uh, we have a lot uh, five levels. Uh, we have four levels uh, in OCF. So currently, uh, the Samsung, LG, and Hair are uh, the diamond members. Okay. Okay. So which are uh, uh, leading this OCF uh, from front, being in chair positions, and uh, and uh, there are uh, the Cisco, Electrolux, Cascoda, Cable Labs, and Qualcomm, Huawei, Panasonic, Lenovo, uh, to name a few. So these uh, these uh, the industry giants are part of OCF. They are uh, supporting, they are adapting, they are contributing to standard. They are leading OCF. Okay. Oh, okay. And one thing to mention here, especially, uh, like uh, in Korea, uh, there is an association, there is a consortium for smart homes. So that mm-hmm. is called uh, a Korean Association of Smart Homes. Okay. So okay. wherein uh, the lot of real estate companies and operators and device manufacturers, they are part of this uh, uh, association that we call as Cash Korean Association mm-hmm. of Smart Homes. So uh, recently, uh, the recent breakthrough is uh, uh, land and housing company in Korea. So they wanted to use OCF as a standard to deploy uh, the commercial buildings and apartments because uh, they have they are very uh, uh, big realtors, land and housing company in Korea. So for them, uh, they they wanted to use OCF uh, when they deploy smart homes. Those efforts uh-huh. are started. Okay. By end of this year, we can see, uh, optimistically speaking, uh, uh, some millions of homes to use OCF in Korea. Oh, that's okay. a huge so, thing. Yeah, that's a huge breakthrough. And uh, this was uh, the led by uh, OCF Korea Forum. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a regional forum. So they closely led this and they made it happen. Wow, that's so, great. 
yeah that's about uh, who is part of ocf wow that's great and uh, can you also uh, you know mention where can one company uh, if like say for example uh, i have a company and i want to be a part of ocf how, where can they reach out how can they reach out to ocf yeah so yeah basically ocf is a open standard which i already mentioned so uh, open connectivity uh, that's a website okay, you can just google it uh, openconnectivity.org okay okay so that will uh, guide uh, uh, anybody uh, how to join but uh, let me uh, briefly explain here so uh, in the op- openconnectivity.org so we can go to that uh, uh, join there is a direct link to join that company so uh, there you can find a lot of uh, membership levels various membership levels for each membership level for example you just want to adapt adapt the standard so ocf mm-hmm. has uh, the uh, two open sources uh, iotvt as well as iotvt lite okay uh, okay is apache 2.0 license mm-hmm. so uh, the developer uh, don't have an application to submit the code back to uh, the consortium right mm-hmm. he can freely use it he can do uh, his own modifications enhancements uh, customization they can use it because it's apache 2.0 license okay so once you uh, once somebody joins as an adopter member mm-hmm. which is free free of course they don't have to pay any uh, annual fee mm-hmm. but they have to sign up an agreement with ocf because uh, OCF is uh, uh, kind of uh, broadly speaking, it's a royalty-free standard for all the OCF members with okay. the limited patent grant. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for that, um, among the members, among the members, it's a kind of you can use that standard freely without paying royalty to anybody. Okay? Mm-hmm. So if somebody wants to uh, have an IP. if one company suppose uh, i'm using the ocf standard i'm a ocf member mm-hmm. i wanted to have a patent uh, within that what i am doing okay mm-hmm. then that has to be notified to the board of directors okay and maybe uh, there will be a discussion like maybe uh, uh, you can grant the rights i can grant the royalty with uh, uh, the minimal or uh, uh, with minimal amount that will happen or board of directors will discuss about this thing and uh, they will assign it to one particular work group for example uh, i have a company a and i wanted to patent something so mm-hmm. uh, i let the board of directors know and board of directors assign the two particular corresponding work group which is uh, for example smartphone work group and okay. they will do the research i mean uh, how to uh, how should we go about this thing whether we should have this uh, uh with as part of the standard and uh, use a limited patent grant or i can suggest the person to remove that particular part from the specification so that it will okay. become royalty free so uh yeah. so it is well structured well organized i mean for every thing i mean whether i want to have ip i don't have ip so mm. uh, so this is the whole structure of uh, the, the the way it works uh, mm. when i call it uh, the royalty free standard broadly so for that mm-hmm. matter so every company uh, who wants to join the ocf has to sign a membership agreement mm-hmm. so 
when adapter also has to sign the membership agreement but uh, there is no fee annual fee for the adapter okay but if okay. you wanted to become a gold member or platinum member or diamond member where you are going to influence the standard or influence the organization they uh, uh, they have to pay annual uh, fee based on the uh, the size of the company size of the organization how many employees the organization has uh, I okay see, I see. so once you sign the form once you sign the membership agreement then uh, it will be displayed under uh, the membership list under ocf in ocf if you go, go to ocf website so you can see that membership list who are the gold members platinum members diamond members and adapter members hmm. and uh, the universities if you are a non uh, if you are a, a member non commercial if you are a university and you still want to be a gold member and you don't want to commercialize any product for that also non profit uh, uh, the gold member is there the universities okay. can join as part of uh, uh, that membership level mm -hmm. okay so it's everything is open i mean uh, openconnectivity.org uh, you can find how to join uh, and what are there and how can you use the source code where i get the source code mm -hmm. uh, public cloud availability so everything we can find in uh, the website and okay. uh, for that matter if it is india then we are here always to help you to build products with OCF. Definitely. I'll actually, I'll link down all the uh, OCF websites and uh, uh, Bhargava's uh, LinkedIn profile in the uh, show notes so that you can directly reach out to him if you have any uh, questions regarding membership or anything for that matter regarding OCF. Sure, sure. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, now before we close out, uh, there's a last question that I want to ask is this is we this is all good and great uh, when we look from a product standpoint or a company standpoint or you know enterprise uh, uh, corporate standpoint but what is in it for students how can the college going students or universities if their university is not joining that for, unfortunately how can an individual who is really passionate about it join this uh, how can they contribute to ocf or how can they be part of ocf is there any way okay yeah 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 so as i mentioned uh, uh adapter membership if somebody wants to be an adapter okay, mm -hmm. uh they don't have to pay any uh, annual dues no they can that be individuals also and the membership agreement. yes yes it can be individuals okay. also okay perfect That's and uh, for example uh, uh, as i mentioned iotvt uh, mm -hmm. first of all uh, you can download the standard without mm -hmm. being a member also uh, you can download the OCF uh, standard freely that's, mm -hmm. uh, in public. That's public specification. And uh, the open source, IOTVT, IOTVT Lite, it's open source. You can download it. Okay. And you can download it and use it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, whether it is a specification or whether it is a open source, so it's a complete package. For example, uh, to make that IOT work, so what all mm -hmm. we need? So we need a connectivity, uh, which is basic connectivity, how the connectivity is being used. On top of that, uh, uh, the, we have uh, TCP IP layers, how IP communication works. Okay. And how uh, the communication happens over uh, the TLS in a secure fashion. Okay. On top of that, what is the messaging protocol we are using? So basically, it's a kind of full stack. I mean, starting from application to the way you use the connectivity. So there is a lot of learning to it. If somebody wants to go through the specification, so 
they can go they can go through and somebody wanted to contribute to the open source they can contribute okay so yeah there is a lot of learning uh, already 20 plus universities are part of ocf and uh, uh, they are doing building prototypes okay and uh, they are learning uh, from ocf because it's a complete package wow that's great so, uh wonderful uh you know uh, wonderful to see that you know uh, ocf india chapter is also doing such great things also that your i i can say uh, in a one single sentence that ocf ocf open connectivity foundation seems to be pretty open with everything uh, they are you know pretty open to help uh, others build their own products and uh, with you know few regulations which is uh you know in benefit of everyone definitely uh, definitely it, uh, it is clear cut that it is in benefit of everyone when you know like when i uh, uh use ocf uh, uh, standards i should not go for uh you know patenting and then that should not hamper someone else the, the, all these things are pretty well taken care of and uh, i must say it it is a pretty uh, you know good initiative uh thanks a lot for you know uh, your time today for exp- explaining and expounding about all the things that are happening with ocf india uh, i would definitely like to uh, see people reaching out to you and uh, getting help from you to be a part of this or uh, companies reaching out to you uh, more and more companies and uh, someday we, i hope uh, uh, like we have cash uh, korean association for smart homes uh, i uh, hope to see iash also someday and uh, with that note thanks a okay. lot for uh, thank you very much yeah uh, with that note uh, thanks a lot thank for your you, time sir. again thank you very much and uh, sure yeah it's uh, yeah i also we also want to see that uh, uh, the things are growing the ecosystem is expanding in india and uh, yeah uh, ocf india is open uh, to support uh, if somebody wants to build the prototypes products if somebody wants to join as a member so for all these things yeah that's one of our uh, 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 one of our charters uh, like to expand the ecosystem in india so we are always here to help and uh, thank you for uh, very much uh, this is a good platform i think um, so that uh, ocf india can reach out to uh the various uh, uh enthusiasts who want to learn who wanted to build products so thank you very much for that wonderful wonderful it was pleasure to have you thanks a lot i'll see you next thank time. you you bye bye all right that brings us to the end of another interesting podcast episode if you did like this then please do 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 subscribe or follow where you're getting this podcast from be it spotify or stitcher radio or apple podcast or google podcast anything for that matter also by the way now on this podcast is available on audible and also amazon prime so if you any of your friends are there on that platform then do ask them to follow or subscribe there too it will help me a lot and it will keep encouraging me to bring such interesting podcast episodes for you i'll see you next time until then keep doing awesome as always